Beloved Ministry is inspired by chapter 7, verse 10 of the Song of Songs. I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. During this Lent, we're exploring our identity as women through the stories of women in Scripture and their relationships. In this episode, we reflect on our identity as wives and the story of Elizabeth, wife of Zechariah, from Luke chapter 1. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, 24 to 25, 39 to 45, and 57 to 63. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there lived a priest called Zechariah, who belonged to the Abijah section of the priesthood, and he had a wife, Elizabeth by name, he was a descendant of Aaron. Both were upright in the sight of God and impeccably carried out all the commandments and observances of the Lord. But they were childless. Elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced in years. Now it happened that it was the turn of his section to serve and he was exercising his priestly authority before God some time later his wife Elizabeth conceived and for five months she kept herself saying the Lord has done this for me now that it has pleased him to take away the humiliation I suffered in public. Mary set out at that time and went as quickly as she could into the hill country to a town in Judah. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now it happened that as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, Of all women, you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honoured with a visit from the mother of my Lord? Look, the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. The time came for Elizabeth to have her child and she gave birth to her son. And when her neighbours and relations heard that the Lord had lavished on her his faithful love, they shared her joy. Now it happened that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. They were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother spoke up. 
No, she said, he is to be called John. They said to her, but no one in your family has that name, and made signs to his father to find out what he wanted him called. The father asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John, and they were astonished. Today, I am joined by the lovely Emily Duffy. Hi, Emily. Hi, Effa. <laughs> uh, so perhaps you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, certainly. So uh, my name is Emily Duffy. I live in Northwich in Cheshire and I am a wife and mum. I have two children, um, Elijah, who's 10, Agnes is five, and we're expecting our third baby on Easter Sunday. Uh, which is very exciting. Um, so I'm heavily pregnant, which is a great time to read about women who are heavily pregnant. Um, <laughs> what else can I tell you? We we home educate even when it's not locked down. We just home educate anyway. And mm. So that's sort of the main uh, bulk of my time at, at this point in life. Mm. That's what I do. Um, do a few other things to keep myself busy. But yeah, that's, a, that's me in a nutshell. Lovely. Okay, fantastic. So we've just read this scripture and I wondered what particularly strikes you about the characters that we've encountered? Um, well, I've really enjoyed reading the scripture because uh, although I'm quite familiar with it, I, it was really nice to sort of delve in a little bit and um, look for something new or listen for something new. And mm. Two things really sort of struck me this time. Um, one was this couple, like Elizabeth and Zechariah as a couple, which I haven't really pondered mm. before. Um, and I love the description of them, like quite early on, verse 6 says, uh, both of them were upright in the sight of God and impeccably carried out all the commandments and observances of the Lord. And I just thought, wow, what a great couple. I want to yeah. be like them. <laughs> yeah, I'm really drawn into that. Um, and they're both of the line of Aaron, the descendants of Aaron, Aaron. Mm. Um, so they're from worshipping families, you know, the priesthood mm. and I just thought that was a lovely image of a couple who are really yeah. striving to honour God. So that was the first thing that struck me. Mm. And then much later on at the visitation when Elizabeth is with Mary and uh, Elizabeth is extolling Mary, saying, blessed is she, you know. Mm. Uh, and that, But that last verse says, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And I've always heard that as Mary, no, sorry, Elizabeth, um, talking about Mary Blessed mm. is Mary. But this time yeah. when I listened to her, I thought she's also a woman who has yeah. believed the promise God made her when you know God sent an angel to speak to her husband. And um, they believed that promise, and now that promise is being fulfilled. So it struck me that she not only is she thanking God for what's going on with Mary, but she's blessing God mm. because she herself has been blessed, and she's counting her yeah. blessings, which I also it's something to aspire to and you know celebrate so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I really like that idea that that it's not you know it's not oh you're blessed and and I'm not it's, it's like celebrating both of, of them and, yeah and like the multiple blessings are not in competition it's just yeah. it's all good yeah God is good God is faithful and fulfills his promises it's beautiful yeah 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 no that's that's really lovely um one bit that struck me when I was reading it was this idea that um, 
and I don't know if it's just like my cultural differences with the time, you know, but the at the start of Elizabeth's pregnancy, it says that she she sort of kept it to herself mm. and she had this this description of her sort of being really uh, rejoicing, but quietly, yeah. yeah, you know, before. And I suppose part of that is, you know, like these days we can do a pregnancy test really early and yeah. find out straight away. <laughs> and, and in that time, obviously, there was a bit of uncertainty. Am I pregnant? Am I not? But yeah, there was no really clear blue idea because she's been she's waited so long. And and she's believed that she couldn't get pregnant for mm. so long. So mm. then I can I can sort of put myself in those shoes of feeling like, could it really be true? Mm. And like as the gradual, you know, those first flutterings and things, it, it becomes more and more real and just rejoicing in that. I yeah. think it's, Yeah, really yeah. lovely. Really lovely. And it reminds me of Mary in the Nativity, where it says Mary pondered all these things. Yeah, you know, when the shepherds came yeah. and the kings came and Mary pondered these things in her heart. This is a bit like Elizabeth's pondering time. She keeps saying yeah. to herself, the Lord has done this for me. He really has done this for me. And she's, yeah. I love that. It's just her pondering time, her quiet time. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then when she comes out of it and has this wonderful encounter with Mary and it, it's sort of filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Know? John is baptizing her even from within the womb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So I suppose what I'm now thinking is like, did any of the themes from that scripture resonate with your experiences? Mm. Well, as I said, I've never really pondered this relationship, Zachariah and Elizabeth, Elizabeth before. But what struck me towards the end of the section where they, when they bring John for his circumcision, circumcision, it struck me that this is a couple who are really working together, who are really, they yeah. struck me as a, a good team. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of trust. So, um, Zechariah has somehow conveyed what happened when the angel Mm. visited him in the temple and when John was announced. Um, He's conveyed that to Elizabeth, presumably through writing. Um, Yeah. And she has just trusted. She she must have been literate. Yeah, yeah, she must have been, mustn't she? Unless somebody, like, translated. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. uh, it sounds like she's literate. Yeah. and she has to trust Zechariah, doesn't she? Yeah. That, okay, I'm going to give my son the name John, even though it goes completely against convention. My yeah. husband can't speak, so I've got to say, no, it's John. She's totally trusting what Zechariah yeah. has said. And and then he confirms it. So there is this lovely trust. And, and that it, it appeared earlier as well to me. It seemed like um, Zechariah, obviously because he works in the priesthood, has to go away for periods of time to serve in the temple, yeah. like, you know, in worship. So this is also a couple who does long-distance relationships pre-mobile phones, you know. Yeah. And just, you know, this uh, sense that they are still together in their hearts. They're still – they're a couple that seem to work together in spite of yeah. difficulties, distance, being struck mm. mute, whatever it might be, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I like that togetherness, that sort of team, um, yeah. the couple as a team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. So so for you, what does it mean then, this idea to be a wife? Mm-hmm. It's a big question, isn't it? But Yeah, it's a massive question. <laughs> um, so it's so big. I've just chosen one aspect, I think, that mm. sort of speaks to me at this point. Um, and it yeah. comes out of uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, their trust with one another. And I think what I've been considering is what can happen when I truly trust my husband Mm. um, and 
we you know this is the beloved podcast isn't it we're talking about what it is to be jesus beloved the lord's beloved and i feel yeah. like as a wife i am given the opportunity to experience the love of my beloved jesus through the love of my yeah. husband and uh, this really came home to me recently because i'm uh, reading a book called uh Oh, this present paradise that's what it's called yeah. and uh, it's got journal prompts like questions to help you think mm. and one of the questions was um what uh, character flaws has the lord softened in you and what did he use to do that and immediately i was put in mind of uh, myself and nick we've been married 10 years and at the beginning of our marriage um there would be times when I felt like I had been hurt, I'd been grieved by something Nick had done. And rather than yeah. being able to deal with it, I'd just go to this really dark place. Barriers mm. would come up and I'd have like 24 hours of near silence and not really be able to look at him. And I was extremely moody. Yeah. And, um, and I, I realized that now that doesn't happen. And it was really difficult for me and for us and potentially hurt him. You know, the fact that I couldn't really deal with this yeah. conflict properly. Um, but what Nick showed me was that regardless of how I dealt with the situation, even if my moodiness, my darkness impacted on him, he would never stop mm. loving me, never stop patiently waiting for me to be able to tell him what was wrong. If what I was saying was unreasonable, he would never say, you're being unreasonable. He would just listen, yeah. validate yeah. my feelings, continue loving me unconditionally. And it, I think it, it healed me somehow. There must, I think there must have been something yeah. in me that thought, but what I'm feeling isn't valid or listened to. It, mm. Nobody cares. I can't tell him about it. Whereas I could tell him about it. He did care. He loved me. He was sorry if it hurt me. Um, often it was the most ridiculously small things, you know, it's about me <laughs> and my feelings, really. Yeah. Um, but I thought, I think through my marriage, Jesus has shown me again and again that I am his beloved. Mm that he will love me unconditionally, that he is always there for me. I don't need to put up barriers. I don't need to hide anything from Jesus. Um, and I think God's will is to show us those truths about his love through each other. And so as a wife, yeah. I'm in, in a very fortunate position. I happen to have a very healthy husband who seems to do this very easily, far more easily than I do, <laughs> just to yeah. love, you know, whatever. And, um and that's a real blessing. And I think that is God's intention for marriage, that it would be a signpost to that spousal love that Jesus has for each yeah. of us. Um, yeah. And as a wife, that's something to oh, really celebrate. Yeah. And although we can't always maintain that ideal, you know, every Absolutely. marriage is going to go through times when you really struggle with Yeah. It. But that's, like you said, that's the intention. That's God's intention. Yes, absolutely. And I think the thing that strikes me out of this reading is that it's about trust. Um, and even mm. when things are difficult, I need to trust that I know Nick loves me. And that's what we're yeah. working on. We're working on this basis of trust. And and yeah. when we can trust each other or stay on that place of trust, then actually the love works better, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God for wonderful husbands amen <laughs> okay. thanks for your time today uh, you're welcome. You. yeah real pleasure thanks if uh... to pray today i'm going to invite us um if we're not driving or holding a baby or anything else that keeps our hands busy 
to place a free hand on our heart. And as we do that in that position, I invite each of us to think about, is there something today that needs the healing touch of Jesus' love? Maybe it's a behaviour pattern, or like I talked about, a character flaw, a habitual thought pattern perhaps, anything that's come to mind that we know isn't Jesus' plan for us. And as we consider that, I'm going to ask us to open our hand, take our hand and offer it to Jesus. And this could be a vulnerable moment, but Jesus is word promises us that he will always love us and receive us unconditionally and I really believe that's what the Lord wants to do today to receive us with his unconditional love and to bring healing the Lord says to each of us I love you I love you, and nothing can change that. And Lord, I pray that all of us today would know the healing touch of your spousal love in the way that we most need it. We also pray a blessing for all wives listening today that they may have open hearts and today may see you loving them through their husbands, Lord. And we pray for those listening who are not uh, married, that today the, the great power and strength of your spousal love would speak with great intimacy and immediacy into their hearts, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we are your beloved. Amen. I'd like to thank Emily for your time today, for leading us in prayer. Don't forget to take a look at the episode notes from today's podcast, where you'll find journaling prompts and some other information. Next week, we'll be considering what it means to be single and the story of the anointing at Bethany. Have a blessed week as we continue through the wilderness this Lent, beloved sisters.